Hello everybody and uh, happy 4th of July to whoever live in America. We're in Parashat Chukat. And uh, as we know in Parashat Chukat, it starts with a concept called Paraduma, the red heifer, the red cow. And uh, just to describe that mitzvah that's called Chukah, the word Chukah meaning uh, it's not like a mitzvah, it's a chok, it's a law that no question asked on that, just do it because God says so. And uh, many people, based on that concept and information, uh, are thinking that there is no meaning to that mitzvah, there is no meaning to that chukah, there is no reasoning or logical reason to that chukah, but there is. Rabbi Isaac Luria and the Zohar mention the reasoning for the chukah and why a red effort can purify you from all negativity and why only nine red effort paraduma red cow was used since creation only nine the tenth one will be used ten sefirot you understand why malchut leva heaven the tenth one will be used when mashiach will come to purify all of us from death because all of us been visiting in hospital or been visiting in a, in a, a cemetery are subject to be injected with the concept of death. And uh, this parasha, this portion is to pure us from death energy, because we know that death has to do with ending. And uh, ending life in this universe, of course, opening a gate for the ninth dimension on the upper world. But of course, if you didn't finish your job here, and you, you cannot jump to the other dimension. For that reason, death considered like a problem. Because if you die before the time, or you die before you finish what you're supposed to be doing here, it's like this opportunity because you must come back in another lifetime to the same world and restart everything again. And it's getting tougher, every reincarnation. So for that reason, para duma, the red effort was to purify the concept of death so you can finish what you're supposed to be finished here. I would like to start with what Sfat Emet said. In a general idea, I'm not going to say uh, the page. It's in the beginning of Sfat Emet. He writes that be careful not to think that the red effort purified you. Because you might look at the cow and say, oh my God, the cow is purifying me. That's really the whole idea. That's not the whole idea, said Sfat Emet. The whole idea of red effort is because it was a mitzvah. It was commanded to you by God, and that's what the red effort can do it. So there is two aspects to spirituality, two aspects to the Jewish religion, two aspects to the Torah. One is the thing we can understand and we follow because we're understanding it, or thing that we understand and we follow, and we follow it because God commands us so. Now, the second one is, does this sound very attractive because we live in the universe that there is no rules, we make up, our own rules, everybody wake up in the morning, create a new organization, new spiritual organization, but it does, it's not so. You cannot do it that way because you have to understand that which spirituality, it has to be commanded by God. God has to command you. God has to tell you, do A, B, and C. And if it doesn't follow by what God commands you, then the red effort doesn't create purification. For that reason, people looking in Sweden and Norway for some red cow and want to burn it, use the ashes to pure people. The command that God said that the red ether will purify you from all negativity is what is the purification, 
not the physical red cow. And I think opening with that kind of statement for Sartemet, it's a statement that we have to sit with for at least a year to think about, or at least Rosh Hashanah. Why Rosh Hashanah using an horn of an animal make you remove your sin? Because God commanded them. Not because they're the shofar, the, 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 the horn, is, is the one who purified you. Has the shalom. It's God command you, and because God command you, then this shofar become alive. Everything you do, tzedakah, giving charities, charity can really uh, buy you life. It's charity really can, can really change your life. Of course, when you give charity, you go into the next level because God command you to do so. So don't go into spirituality in religion with the idea that, sound good, I think I'm going to do that, I'm going to adopt that type of behavior. You can't do that, says Fatima. You have to do it because God command you so. Why is it so important? When we go to Mount Sinai, we see that Bnei Israel say, Na'ase We will do and we will listen. We will do, meaning, Olam Asiyah, the world of Malchut, and then we will listen. Not we will listen, then we will do. Not first be not, then we will do. We study something very important about spirituality. Spirituality has to be included action. If there is no action in your spirituality, spirituality is not a real spirituality. If you don't do a doing of mitzvot, then you don't have true emunah, true belief, true faith, true certainty in God. The one thing certainty you need to have first in the creator, then in yourself. Don't have emunah just in yourself. You have to include them both. You gotta believe in yourself that you're capable to believe in God. You cannot believe in yourself so you can buy a new house. That's good too, but that's not the goal. The goal is to connect to the Creator in a way that you can believe 100%. Anyway, and the, most of the parasha talk about water. Why water creates such a separation? Water hit Moshe eating the rock. This parasha, you can read the Orachaim on that. I think I did it last year or two years ago. I don't want to do it again, explaining it. Then the Nachash, Anechosh, the copper snake to cure everybody. A lot of problems in this week, parasha. But Miriam is dying, no more water. Moshe comes instead of talking to the rock, is hitting the rock. You know, there is a lot of secret there, don't judge Moshe. All about water. Why, why water? Water is the beginning of separation. Lavdin ben Maim le Maim. If you look at Bereshit, the beginning of separation become with water. Then the second separation happened between the sun and the moon. So when we talk about separation, unfortunately, wherever there is no achdut, it's going out of atzilut. It's going out of the world of emanation. In atzilut, everything is one. In Adam Kanmon, everything is one. Uh, I cannot explain to you what atzilut, what Adam Kanmon. Those of you just study the basic for me. Try to go online and study more lecture. So... Wherever there is no longer connection, it's the job of a human being to bring the connection. Para Aduma, I mean, it's not a coincidence that para, par, is manzapach, the five final letters we lost at Mount Sinai that bring the unity. Then the A is, is malchut or bina. Letter A is also five letters of the manzapach, bringing unity again. So the whole idea of this parasha is to show you that separation is included in the water, it's included in the, in the food, it's included in the physical world, it's included, every, included in your brain. Everything is separation. So you may say, hey, it's not my fault, it's all separated, because it was before I was born. That's true. And that's why for you, you have a mission to bring unity among everything. But again, I mean, the unity has to be under the eyes of God, not 
according to your logic. If you bring unity according to your logic, you actually bring chaos. So if you're mixing a bad thing with the good things and you say it's only for the sake of unity, you're destroying more than you build. You have to go according to 613 mitzvot, according to the Torah, according to the rules of spirituality, Jewish spirituality, Kabbalah, then you know what unity is. If you're going to go only by whatever you feel that that's the right unity or the conclusion without asking a real teacher. When I say real teacher, there's fake teacher, there's real teacher. There's people who say, I'm a Kabbalist, I know some Kabbalah, and they, they fake, they, they just fake. The way you know it is if they are here to teach the wisdom or they are there to say they're teaching the wisdom. The main idea of a teacher is to teach the wisdom as much as they can, and hopefully some student will get it and eventually can interact about that wisdom. So fake teacher will just want to be a teacher. Whoever want to be a teacher is not a real teacher. The teaching is important. The spreading of the wisdom is important. Spreading the wisdom of Kabbalah. And please help me. If you know how to spread this wisdom more to more people, help me, guide me. We would like to spread it as, as big as we can do it all over the world for all people, for all religion eventually. You know, so we can bring the Messiah, we can bring peace among human beings. And that's the real goal of our Torah. Now, I'm going to take you into the Zohar. Zohar Tfus Yashan, Daf Kuf Pei. The page is 118 Tfus Yashan, Amud Bet. Amud Bet. And we are going to talk about what is the story with that Paraduma? What is the story with the Red Heifer? What is it? It's a little bit complicated subject. Uh, a little bit real Kabbalah, not psychology Kabbalah. That's the real deal. So, Lechaim, before I start. So he say, you should take a red effer. Asher lo ala alea ol. Red effer, I'm in verse 20 if you read the Sulam. Red effer that didn't have any burden on, on her back. Uh, but of course it's a, it's a code. It's a code and we need to break the code. To break the code, there is one and only, the holy of all, holiest, tzaddik, righteous, soul that came to this world. He was the Mashiach, Ben David, Ben Yosef together. And he was supposed to be revealed when the time came. But unfortunately, we didn't do enough work for Avash like to reveal himself. The Baal Sulam, those of you who understand the Kabbalah of Baal Sulam, the master of the ladder, to understand who he was, everything, all the secret of Zohar, all the secret of Kabbalah revealed by him. And may his Neshama will reveal to us in concealed and revealed so he can guide us what to do and where to go. So now Rav Ashlag, with the respect to Rabbi Yehuda Ashlag Baal Asunam. And hopefully I can explain it in the best way. Pirush. To understand the red effort, you need to understand the two positions Malchut can have. Malchut is the lower sphere. Again, this section is not for everybody. If you feel it's over your head after five minutes, I'm going to talk. Just skip it and go to the part which is easy. That's the best way to deal with it. There is two positions in Malchut. There is two positions in Malchut. The idea of Malchut, one level of Malchut, is the way that the sun and the moon were, were 
in the fourth day of creation. The fourth day of creation, just to remind you, was the creation of the sun and the moon. The sun and the moon doesn't really create, mean just the sun and the moon. The sun represents their unpin, the male aspect of the universe, and the moon represents the female aspect of the universe. We, we call them in Kabbalah Zon, Zachar Venukva, male and female. They both receive the energy from Bina. Malachut receive, of course, the light of wisdom for Bina, even that Bina is only light of mercy, but for the sake of sharing, Bina carry herself with the light of wisdom coming from Svirat Chochma, pass it on with Zeran Pin to Malchut, and Zeran Pin received the light of mercy, meaning that the moon was receiving actually more light than the sun, not like our day today. Was Zerampin? Then Malchut was the same size, Zerampin. Kilotam Kamlet, Zerampin and Bina, because Malchut was receiving the energy from Bina, not from Zerampin. Motoma, Komish Zerampin, from the same place, Zerampin was received. Matsav Bet, second position of Malchut, Lachar Miut, after Wednesday, when God said to the moon, Lechim Matit Sver, go and make yourself smaller. Vaita, Lemata, Mizerampin. It's like exactly the same position that happened in Rosh Hashanah, when Rosh Hashanah, the moon, is told by God, there is something good about it, and there is something not good about it. Remember the same thing we talk about matzah, re re replacing the uh, 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 lechem, matzah, you know, is different than, than the bread. All of it is related to the same thing. Matzah Matzah The great thing in the, in the first position the, the Balchut, the moon, is a Shlemut Abadagah. It's complete. It's perfect. But there is a bad thing about it. According to Kabbalah, when you reveal the light of the Creator, that's called light of Chokhmah, light of wisdom, it's a strong light. And that light, because it's so strong and nothing is there to reveal that, it's considered uh, uh, a darkness. This is all totally darkness because nothing can reveal that. But can it that's why the moon was complaining. There's nothing to reveal me. Second position, the Balchut, in a second position, after the Meut, after the Balchut becomes smaller, the good thing, she's getting Chasadim now from Zeranpin to reveal them. What is Chasadim? Chasadim is the force of giving. What is Chokhmah? Chokhmah means translate to wisdom, but it really means a light that has within it intensity of receiving. Now, why is it higher? Because God didn't create this world to give. He created this world to receive. God want to give. You're supposed to receive. But with all the tzimtzumim that we went through, we have to learn to give. Otherwise, we cannot go back to the same way that it was before. Very simple. So giving is the name of the game. If you're not giving every day something, you're missing. You have a missed opportunity every minute. So the main thing is giving, especially when it's not fun. So when so she received the chasadim from the pin. So then it's great. Then Malchut can reveal itself through the Hasidim. But there is also a bad thing about it because she has to become smaller below the Rampin to reveal itself. And then Malchut has nothing uh, uh, of her own. How is that related to Para Aduma? Red Efer. Para Aduma, Red Efer, has to do the first position. What was the first position? Meaning, Malachut receiving from Bina, Zeran Piz receiving from Bina, Zeran Piz receiving Chasadim, Malachut receiving Chokhmah, intense light. And Bamum, 
What does that mean? En babum. There is no mum. There is no blemish in that cow. Okay, like like, like the same thing we say in Shir Hashirim. Kalach yafar ayati mumim en bach in Shir Hashirim. We say about the shechina. There is no blemish. Because we have a half. Shimon Vishat kafs pol de bina. When you receive on the left column of bina, light of wisdom, kavod be menachuma. After pishachuma, na yechol alayirba. The chokmah cannot be shined without something to reveal it, like electricity cannot reveal itself without the copper wire. Copper wire is a chasadim, is the zeran pin that reveals everything, and electricity basically is the energy that's going through the copper. That's like the wisdom, it's a strong. You cannot just touch with your hand electricity. You have to pass it through a wire. The wire is zeran pin. So why we say the red F is so complete? Why we say that it's so perfect without Zerampin, without uh, the electric wire? Because electricity as it is, energy as it is, without capturing it, it's perfect. When it's not perfect, when you capture it, because then you diminish. You have to diminish so people can use it. You diminish the energy. That's the only way you can connect to it. So in a way, Paraduma red F related to the first position of Malchut, as it received from Bina, it's perfect. Me'arat chumash, you can be kaf small, the Bina. Be'zeh shenamar asher lo'ala le'ol. That's what it means, it was no burden. There was nothing climb on that cow. So it's not just words, okay? And Rav Ashtak said, I'm bringing it here from Tikkun Labetet, Tikkun Ezor, Tikkun 39. From page, Tfus Yashan, Ayn Tet Amud Aleph, from Tikkun Labetet. תיקון 39. You receive from Bina. So why are we burning it? Why are we burning that cow? Until it becomes dust. Because the Matzav Aleph, the, the original form of Malchut, there is no way for that energy to be revealed, to be exist, to run down. You cannot leave just energy, uh, raw naked energy, without you put it in the wire because you cannot use it. You cannot use it, especially if you live in this physical world. In this physical world, everything has to be energy and the cover of that energy. Body is the cover for the soul. The clothing we wear is the cover for the body. Everything is about the cover, how you want to reveal yourself. You want to reveal yourself to the street, you cannot go naked. I mean, you can, but you shouldn't. You cover yourself with clothes to reveal yourself. Same thing with the soul. The soul cannot just come here uh, in this world and running around. Is there a soul running around this world? Of course, there is many. But to express itself, it needs to come with clothing. The paraduma, meaning an energy that comes without clothing. What do we do? We're burning it. Why are we burning it? Because it's our job to take initiation with Paraduma and we burn it and then we can use it to create purification. And of course, the Kohen Gadol, 
is the one who run all that. I mean, why Kohen Gadol? Because Kohen Gadol is the right column. Kohen Gadol is the representative of Zerampin, of, of all the idea of, of Chagat Naim, okay? And uh, Kohen doesn't have Din, doesn't have left column, only right column. That's Kohen is the first Aliyah in the Torah. Kohen Levi Israel. Kohen is the right column, Levi is left, and Israel is the middle. That's why it's called Kli, vessel. Okay? So that's about Paraduma. I don't want to continue with that explanation. Just want to make sure what I revealed to you is considered Sitra Torah. It's a big secret. And um, hopefully, hopefully uh, it will uh, find you well. Now, I would like to skip another section in the Zohar because that Zohar is a, bring a great memory for me, myself. Uh, um, the reason it brings a great memory for me is because uh, that's the first section of the Zohar that I truly start to understand. Uh, many years ago, 33 years ago, exactly 30 years ago, 33 years ago, that's when I started study Zohar. And at that time, that was the first section I understood. So hopefully uh, I can bring more Hidushin to it. It's a simple part. I'm reading in Tfus Yashan, Tafkuf Bay Bed, page 182, Amud Aleph. And Tfus Yashan, Kuf Bay Bed, 182, Amud Bed. And in Sulam, I'm reading from Nun Gimel, uh, 53 in the Sulam. Rabbi Chia Patach, I remember that section like I remember it yesterday. I remember the, the day that I was so happy that I was able to understand a little bit of Zohar, of dancing, but I was looking like crazy because I started going to all the people I know and started to explain it to them and they looked at me and said, hey, you okay? Yes, I am okay and I'm in love still with that section. Rabbi Chia Patach, Rabbi Chia opened and said, Veshabeach Anita Metim. I am basically Meshabeach, uh, a compliment. The people who die, they're already dead. Die already dead. Mikazel Amandu. Mikazel Amandu, it's written by, I'm sorry, I didn't say where it's from. Uh, it's written by Shlomo Amelech from Koelet. I don't know how to say the, the book Koelet. It's always complicated uh, for me to say it in English. Bore, kol masaf shal kadosh b'ruhuim bedin vebad. All the doing of Hashem is true. When nobody can do kushiot, nobody can speak against God because we don't fully understand the whole picture. Nobody can say, hey, God, you're wrong and can tell him what, what are you doing it for? What's the purpose? Because God is doing whatever he wants, as he wants, not from the point of being rude or arrogant because it thank God that God do whatever he wants. Can you imagine that every time you pray for something which is wrong for you, God will answer that prayer. Better that God will do whatever he wants because whatever he wants, that's the best thing for you. Sometimes, you know, some of my students tell me that they're about to do something and it fell. It doesn't go through. Nothing worked for them. And I said, did you say thank you to God for nothing working? They look at me. What do you mean? He said, thank God. When it's not working, then you know God is there to help you, to stop you from happening. When it does happening, then God leave you to grow. He said, okay, that's the test is yours now. I hope you're going to make the right choice. When it's working well, be careful. When it's not working well, you know, God is preventing you from doing the mistake. It's such a gift that to say to God all the time, thank you for that. So for that reason, Shlomo Amalek said, I'm complimenting the dead people already died. Shlomo Amalek, King Salmon, praise the death. 
modern people are living, והרי לא נקרא חי, אלא מי שהוא בדרך אמת בעולם הזה. What's the difference between living and death? First, the Zohar tried to define the difference between a living person and a dead person. Who is a living person? Person who is spiritual is a living person. Person who is not spiritual, a selfish person, considered dead. רשעים בחייהם נקראים מתים. Say, the Zohar, an evil, wicked person considered dead while they are alive. For that reason, we have the second blessing in the Amida, מחיי המתים, תחיית המתים. The resurrection of the dead doesn't mean people will jump out of the grave. תחיית המתים also, also mean, it also mean jumping from the grave when the time comes, but it means according to Rabbi Avram Brandwein, the son of Rabbi Brandwein, uh, it's written, מחיי המתים, meaning that the person is capable to resurrect the side of him, of her, which is selfish, to be a sharing side. And then it's בחיית המתים. This is resurrection of the dead. כמו שנאמר, ובניהו בני יהודה בן איש חי. לקצר בניהו בן יהודה, our purple string, those of you who don't have it, you should have it. בניהו בן יהודה בן איש חי, what we did, they beat me went around the grave and we put it seven times, around the grave of בניהו בן יהודה. למדו חברים, ורשע שלא לב דרכם נקרא מת. A wicked person is dead, a צדיק is חי. שלמה המלך משבר את המתים מן החיים, אבל שלמה המלך is praised the death more than the living. We have a problem with that. That's against all the rules of spirituality. אלא ודאי כל דבריו של שלמה המלך נאמרו בחוכמה, but King Solomon is the one who achieved חוכמה, who achieved the level of wisdom. What is that? נמברה למדנו. משבח אני את המתים. We study. What does that mean? אילו לא היה כתוב יותר, הייתי אומר כך, שמשבח את המתים יותר מן החיים. If it's written that, that uh, King Solomon praised the dead more than the living, I will have a problem. אבל כיוון שכתוב שכבר מתו, but King Solomon doesn't say it, he says that already dead. I'm praising the dead that already died. It's different a little bit. נמצא בזה דבר אחר בחוכמה. There is another part of wisdom here. What does that mean שכבר מתו, that already died? פירושו שכבר מתו בזמן אחר, שנסתלקו מן העולם ונתקלו באפר. Meaning they die already? And they bury in dirt. The importance of burying somebody in dirt is very important. Not in cement, not in uh, burning the body, in the dirt. I cannot go into details why. What does that mean to bury somebody in the dirt? To give them a chance to reincarnation again and to come back to life. And if they've been here two times, so they've been punished. Every time somebody dies, he gets punished for what he did wrong and then he gets a... A, 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 a free, a easy slack, uh, whatever you want to call it, like a, a, a second chance or third chance to make it because you start fresh. If you didn't do well, then the next time will be difficult. If you did well, but you missed three, four averot mitzvot, then you know next time you're going to be tzaddik ador. You're going to be the Mashiach, you're going to be something like that. Okay, you bet pa'amim ba'olam azeh. ודאי שנתקן מקומו ביותר, שבח מאלו אחים שעוד לא קיבלו עונש הגלגול. So, say Rav Ashlag, King Salomon praise the people who die two times because they get closer to their purpose better the people who didn't die yet because they didn't receive yet the punishment for what they did wrong. What's so important about the punishment? Well, the punishment itself is removing all the layer of negativity that you've been attached to while you're doing the negativity, because every time you commit a crime, it's not just the crime is the problem, it's the joy that you have before the crime, while you're doing the crime, after the crime. Crime means acting selfishly. 
ועל כן כתוב וישבח אני את המתים שכבר מתו. זה קינג סלומון עושה רב אשלג סי. פרייז דה דד פיפל דה אולרדי די. דהיינו שאלו שהם חיים, נקראים מתים. The one who's alive and called death. מהו טעם שנקראים מתים? Why you call them dead? Because they tasted the taste of death. ואף לא שנמצאים בעולם הזה, even if they are in this world, they dead. Because if you, let's say you are fourth reincarnation, you die three times. I'm sure you're afraid of death, because you know you cannot have a missed opportunity. You have to make it this time. People who die three times worry about that. So they have to make it. They have to make it this time. They know they have to make it. They have lachats. They have pressure to make it. Because they brought them from death. And they're supposed to fix their doing. That they did before they die. That's why they call death. Why do we call them death? Die. Like they dying. Like they're not alive. Because they fix what they did wrong uh, 500 years ago, let's say. Let's say, for example, if I was the fly or the mosquito that bother Rabbi Isaac Luria to eat on Shabbat, I got a lot of secrets. Rabbi Isaac Luria, Rabbi Chaim Vital was there, everybody was there. Rabbi Tzadok HaKohen, the Al-Shech HaKadosh. So as a fly, I was bothered to eat on Shabbat. So now I have to come back to do all the tikkunim, not to bother tzadikim on Shabbat when they study. Min ha-chaim, asher yam ha-chaim. Ki hot lo tamu tamu mavet, ve lo kiblu on Shabbat, ve nam yudim, ve zakaim ba'olam ahu, o lo. But people who never die before, they don't even have to know if they merit the world to come. Righteous people who have the merit to connect to the Yesod of their Anpin. They merit to see the king. What's the goal of all this universe? To become connected to the king. Who is the king? God, the creator. You don't want to go to the creator with all kinds of problems. You know, you want to go to the Creator after you purify yourself, after you elevate yourself, after you study all the Torah, you understand the language. Because the language of the upper world, you have to know two things. You have to know Alachot, you have to know the laws, 613 mitzvot and the laws. Alachot, like Alachot meaning what path we go where, and you need to know Kabbalah. Because the language they speak in the upper world is Kabbalah language. You need to know where is Atzilut, where is Bria, where is Yitzira, where is this and that. What about women? I mean... Women don't have to study all the secrets of Kabbalah. What about them? In Parashat, Shlach Lecha, there is a whole secret about women. Women who cause men to go and elevate themselves to study really deep, more Torah every day, when a woman forces her husband, her son, her brother, to study more Torah, she gets exactly the same merit of what he studied. So grab a man, women, and make sure he study. Make sure he study, and then that's your merit laulam abba. That's your marriage all about. What about if you study? Well, if you study, never been married, never have children, never had this, then it's not a problem. You can do that. But if you never, if you are married, and you have children, you have a husband, you have a brother, you have to take the men and make sure they happen. Why it's called Zeran Pin? Malchut, I cannot go into details. You have to make sure the Eran Pin is making it up, and then the whole world have mercy. So remember, because of the sin of Eve and the Garden of Eden, Her job was move into the man. So she has to make sure a man in her life make it spiritually and study Torah every day. You know, it's a very, very important concept, by the way. Very important concept. So it's a... Um, let me see if I should continue with that. I'm going to skip to Samech now of the Sulam. Um, the one who died and received their punishment two times, 
they are like silver that become purified. And um, for that reason, of course, uh, those people understand that they are on a mission. So they have lachats, they have pressure to make a difference. To make a difference. They understand that uh, going to a bar or party or museum or movie theater, it's good. I mean, if you want to take a break. But that's not the goal. That's not the goal of this universe. If it's become the goal of this universe, you all of a sudden know the name of the actors, the actresses, that the sport people, and all this, something's wrong with you. But if you know which pasuk is the Torah and all this, then you know you're right. And then you take a break to watch a movie, you might fall asleep. Not a problem, but that's not your goal. You have to know what is your goal in this life. And based on that, you, you fix yourself. I'm skipping to verse Samech Aleph in Sulam. And it says, Tov mekulam, who is the best? Whoever comes to this world, never separate from God. But he doesn't make it a big deal that, that he's a tzaddik. Tzina, you know, humbly, or God help him. Sometimes God make you nobody. That's a gift of Hashem to you too. Make you nobody. Eliminate fame from your life. Doesn't matter what you do. This is a person who really kept the mitzvot of Torah. And he do the Torah days and night. Those people connect more than other people. And whoever look at that, those people get burned. If they get jealous from them. So that's why Aaron was in that level. The whole section here is explained about who was Aaron. And for that reason, Aaron, when he died, Moshe Rabbeinu has to hide him and has to reveal to the people that he's dying because Bnei Israel, the favorite leader they ever had was Aaron. Don't forget, Aaron was the leader before Moshe Rabbeinu. I don't know if you know that. Aaron was the original leader in the exile of Egypt. And then Moshe Rabbeinu, God said to Aaron, listen, Moshe will be the next leader, not you. Uh, Moshe Rabbeinu was worried. He said, my older brother losing the job for the younger brother to get it. Ma, what God is telling him? One of my favorite, actually not one. This is the favorite verse in the Torah. He will see you and he will be happy in his heart. That's what Hashem promised to uh, uh, Moshe Rabbeinu. When Moshe Rabbeinu didn't want to accept the job, he said, what about my brother? He said, don't worry. He loves you to be the leader. Aaron. Now you know why Aaron become the Kohen Gadol Arishon, the first Kohen Gadol, and from him come, in, come all the Kohanim. Because Hashem wanted to choose a DNA, a gene, in the blood of people who want the other person to make it. There's not a lot of people like that, by the way. Not a lot of people like that. They are Kohanim, they're special people. Special people. Is every Kohen today is the Kohen for Baron a Kohen? I don't know. I cannot say no. I cannot say yes. But I will tell you, if you find people, who are coming from the Kohanim, like the original one, like Jewish Kohen, Jewish Kohen, and they are care about you making it, the most probably carry within the Baruch Kohen in them. It's a very important one. I want to see. Last thing, I want to see from the Zohar. So that was the section, my favorite section. I don't know why. The Zohar revealed to me that section is the first, you know, uh, it motivates me. It's actually the section that changed my entire life. I realize uh, I'm here a few times and I have to fix what I'm here to fix. I knew I was uh, some type of teacher and rabbi and I have to be a rabbi again this lifetime and teach this wisdom in a way that people will make it. 
So for me, if my student don't make it, it's, I fail. You know, I fail. The student in my life never fell. I mean, they fell maybe not to listen, but that's my fault not to be clear enough for them that they will listen. So I'm taking full responsibility to whoever is around me all the time uh, to make it. So the next section is in... Um, uh, I want to see if I'm going to explain it or not. Uh, yeah, why not? It's in Ein Chet. Ein Chet or Ein Zayn in the Sulam. In the Fus Yashan Taf Kuf Pei Gimel. 183 Amun Bet. It's talk about the Be'er. Remember the Be'er in this week parasha is a big secret. Uh, just to let you know, Be'er, Bet Aleph Fresh. The Aleph in the middle is a secret called Tzimtzum Bet. The Aleph is diagonal, Yud, Dalet in the bottom. So what does that mean? It means Yud is Ketachokmah, is the upper level. The line is the new Masach that Malchut created after it went up to me. Now I cannot explain it, guys, so don't expect me. And then the little Dalet, the, the, the Yud below, the Dalet before, depends how you write the Aleph, is basically the Ozem Chotampe or Binazer and Bina Malchut, how it was before. So basically that's called Rachamim, mercy. So the old Be'er, if you look at it, it starts with the letter Bet, which is Chimchum Aleph, which is the first Chimchum, and Aleph in the middle, second Chimchum, then Resh, Resh from the word Rash, Rash meaning poor, like the Dalet meaning poor, and all of it is basically Be'er, because if you take the Aleph away, it's going to be Bor. Bor means a pit. A pit, it's a problem. Be'er Shachat, I mean, Chad Shalom, it can be a Bor Shachat, it will be a poor way they threw Yosef to. Yosef being Yosot, being thrown to the Bor, Bor Tachtit She'ola, it's not even Malchut, it's low Malchut, it's Klipot. So we talk about Be'er, well. That's why Be'er was all the time the people finding the soul next to the Be'er. They even have a Shidduch site in Israel called Be'er, by the way, a Be'er, the well. You know, it's a big deal. So what is that Be'er? Why is God telling Moshe go to that Be'er? Okay, how do you get the water uh, from uh, that Be'er? And uh, uh, and they say song, Ali Be'er, rise, rise uh, uh, to the water. And by the way, this is the verse for people who are not marry. It's good to say it. Maybe one time uh, they've been working on creating more scroll. For, for single, maybe we create that scroll for single, Ali Ber, the old Shira, it's actually for single. Another thing uh, they've been uh, working on is to create a scroll for each mazal. They write Yud Kevavkeim, you know, the verse of every Yud Kevavkeim, the letter of the month, so you can carry it with you in your wallet. It will be a size of a credit card or something like that in a secret way that will be done in uh, Yerushalayim. If not Yerushalayim, at least something for Merit Israel. We learn something here, Sir Rabbi Shimon. Whoever want to wake up thing, meaning to activate thing, above, whatever it with words or with action. If that action or that talk or that word was not done right, nothing get awake. All people going to synagogue. Why are you going to synagogue? To ring the bell of Hashem. To want something. Very few know how to wake up 
everything from above. והקדוש ברוך הוא קרוב לכל אלה שיודעים לקורא. God is only closer to the people who know how they call him. Which means if you dial one seven hundred God, it will not answer. You need to have one eight hundred number. לא רואה דבר קרוי. אבל אם אינם יודעים לקורא, if you don't know how to call him, הוא אינו קרוב. He doesn't get closer to you. שכתוב קרוב השם לכל קוראים לו שקרוב באמת, like the verse say, God is closer only to people who call him. For real? מה זה for real? שיודעים, they know how to do it. אף כאן על הבאר, same thing with the well, אמרו ישראל דברים. They say certain words, which is true. To wake up the באר, to wake up the, the well. What is that well? It's not really a well of water, only it's מלכות. להשקות את ישראל, to nourish בני ישראל. כל עוד שלא אמרו דברים אלו, if they wouldn't say those words, לא נתעורר הבאר. Then the באר will not wake up. וכן אפילו באלו מחשבי עולם, all the, all the magician, modern magician, witches, and people who use dark magic. Okay? If they will not say the right words, they know a code of right words, they will nothing wake up. They can scream as much as they want. So even if you see somebody who's been successful in the evil way, they know something. So, what is Rabbi Shimon is teaching us? If you don't know the Shoresh Abbasid, let's continue after this in the Zohar. If you don't know the roots of things, you are just doing it right, but it will not work for you. So what is the Shoresh? Ma Shoresh? Ma? What's the roots of everything? The roots of everything, you have to go back to the Creator, to the Borei Olam. Why is Borei Olam creating this world? Let him live around to do good for his creature. If you think now to do good to his creature, you connect to Borei Olam. Very simple. If you think now to do only good for yourself, you disconnect to Borei Olam. But what about you? Well, you're part of what God wants to do good to. That's true. But don't let that end. Enjoy what God wants to do for you. Let's say you want to buy a, a fancy apartment or to rent a fancy apartment. It's okay. Go and rent it. Why not? God wanted to leave you. God wanted to do good to you. But why are you renting it for? Why are you buying that house for? Why? What's the purpose? If the purpose is to invite people for Shabbos, to have some nice sudar, nice dinner, of course for free, of course don't charge them and to impress them with that Hashem give you, that's a beautiful thing to do. Then you multiply the name of God among the human, among people. And that's a big mitzvah. That's a big mitzvah. You know, or you're using the uh, 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 apartment or house or whatever it is that you're using into teaching Torah. You bring even one person there to study Torah. One. One person a day study with your Torah, you justify the, the reason. And then you tell him after that, you see, I teach you Torah and Hashem sent me money from above. Two people, of course, And through that, by me teaching Torah, look what happened to me. Why don't you do the same? And then the Torah become famous. The dinner of Shabbat become famous. The mitzvot becoming famous. Then the idea of you living a luxurious life justify itself. Hashem doesn't have a problem with, you know, it's not like in Christianity or Islam or some people who don't understand Judaism, there is a gluttony or, or Jewish guilt or Catholic guilt. There is no such a thing as guilt from Hashem. Hashem wants you to have Big home everywhere. Be greedy if you wish. But be careful. If you want to have it just for you, to have it for you, not going to work. 
not going to work. You want to buy just a picture of Picasso for $35 million and hang it on the wall and be proud every time neighbors come to see it? Not going to work. There's sad owls. But if you buy the picture of Picasso and say to people, you see, since I've studied Torah for the last five years, I can even afford Picasso on my wall. That's good. Because now you make the name of Hashem greater and greater every day. I want to wish you a great week. I want to wish you a wonderful week. I want to wish you a purification from Paraduma. And may we come together this week. Please, in the next 10 days, reach out to me more than you usually reach if you listen to it. Spread this message more. And let's bring unity to the world because Rosh Hashanah is coming closer. And um, we need to connect to one another. We need to be together. Uh, those of you, of course, who want to join us for the holiday, 99.9% will be in New York. So please join us for New York. Uh, reach out to Debbie if you want to be there or you want to be part or you want to have volunteers or help or donate. Uh, we need all your support. So thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. <music>